This is this is where we start recording. Oh look, we're recording. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorandino and I'm here with my co-hosts Carney and Dave. Hello, Carney. Hello, everyone. Hello, Dave. Welcome, everyone. I hope you guys don't get bent out of shape that I always start with Carney. I hope Dave doesn't get bent out of shape that I always start with Carney. Does it bother you, Dave? Well, it's the advantage of uh, this remote situation. My shape is not relevant. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what, what, what shape are you in right now? completely straight oh excellent well let's get on to our straight topics for discussion here carney we had a a pretty exciting uh second falcon heavy launch didn't we yeah it was uh, well i i watched it live and i cannot state again just how what a technological tour de force especially an engineering tour de force it was perfect launch perfect recovery of all three boosters they recovered the Fairing. They, in fact, recovered everything that they have any intentions of trying to recover. The insertion was per. I mean, the whole thing was just perfect from start to finish. And that launch, in a lot of ways, was like the despair of, I think, most state-run space agencies. Because right now, I think the Chinese and the Russians and probably the Europeans are all looking at that going, how the fuck do we manage to f- compete with that? <laughs> I mean, sorry for the language, but that's literally how far out there this is. That's 27 right. engines. That is the, the the third heaviest heavy lift rocket that's ever been built. It's, I think, the fourth or fifth heaviest overall. Operates flawlessly. Cheap as dirt. I mean, what what can mm. you say? How can how do you compete with that? I mean, it, it's not believable that they're managing to do what they're doing. So how's anyone going to do better than that? So. Yeah, I heard uh, even the uh, – well, didn't the NASA administrator come out and say, oh, yeah, well, gosh, we sure would like to use the uh, the rocket that we're working on. But, yeah, we're probably going to use the Falcon Heavy when we go to the moon. They're, they're, they're at least the, – just the fact they're talking about it is amazing. There, there are some serious hurdles to that because the hardware they've got doesn't match up with the hardware that SpaceX has got, which would mean mm-hmm. you'd have to go through a whole cycle of back – Oh, yeah, retrofitting. But, you know, honestly, if you let SpaceX handle it, I think they could probably do it better than NASA and um, United Launch Alliance or Boeing could, you know, get their current stuff working. Because the latest word I've heard is that uh, Boeing has now let their testing for their manned crew capsule slide until the beginning of next year which means we're probably going to see a Falcon Dragon crew launch with people aboard before there's even a test of emergency systems of the Boeing capsule. Yeah, I think the sounds that were coming from the the Boeing headquarters were along the lines of, well, no, that's not a real launch. Uh, We know how to do real launches, don't we? (laughs) Something like like that, yes. Yeah. (laughs) There's a definite... Again, it's not just... It's not the, the foreign... State-owned rocket companies that are feeling the heat. <laughs> Bo- uh-huh. Boeing is about you know. I'd say the water is starting to bubble a little bit. It's not quite at a full boil, but it's getting there. Yeah. So are we are we actually getting closer now to a to a place where space travel is going to be a private uh, private enterprise? 
I think it's going to be like a lot of things in the av in aviation now is you're going to have a range from the little players that have little rockets that really are only civilian affairs to you're going to have for various security reasons you're going to have state actors with medium sized rockets medium big sized rockets because nobody's mm-hmm. going to trust their top secret payloads to anyone else and in between you're going to have a whole range of state supported privately owned mixture of the two stuff and you you'll probably have SpaceX unless things change significantly as the pick of the litter you know is that if you're going mm-hmm. for for size and cost you know Falcon is going to be the way to go and now the the one caveat to that is it's going we're going to have to see how the whole starship thing plays out but you know right now SpaceX has has got credibility <laughs> you know they've shown that they can do this <laughs> what's uh, explain this what's the starship thing that's their next generation it was the BFR now they're calling it the oh, starship okay. oh gotcha. you know they're yeah. super heavy lifter I, I knew they'd renamed it, but I didn't realize they renamed it Starship. Yes, and one wonders what refugee from the 60s came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone who was a fan of Jefferson Starship or Star Trek or both. <laughs> or they just let a marketing weasel that was had a little too much to drink loose on it. <laughs> I think the marketing weasels at SpaceX definitely have, have uh, a lot to drink from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean they, they they launched a Tesla into space for heaven's sake, so you know they know how to get attention. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. But the the, well, the sounds, I was going to say the the Falcon Heavy launch was just an amazing thing. I mean, science. What was so What was so amazing? Just the fact that they did it all again, or that they did it again? I mean, this is the, only the second launch yeah. of this. This is this is the <laughs> biggest rocket that anyone's built for 20 or 30 years and you know they 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 came with them you know five seconds of sticking it on the first try and on the second try they, they could have been better if they put bells on it and it's yeah. it's hard that's the thing that what they're doing is hard 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 and they just made it look effortless yeah that's the thing i think maybe, maybe people don't really understand is how hard it is what explain why it's just shortly briefly explain why it's so hard because I don't understand why it's so hard. Okay, two things. Is one is that it's it's a couple of orders of magnitude harder in terms of energy that you have to put into it from doing a car or an airplane or something like that. Is that you have to you have to, you're talking about a situation where just to get the minimum requirement done, eighty percent of the total weight on the launch pad is nothing but fuel. It's basically a bomb sitting mm-hmm. on the launch and and because of that everything every margin engineering margin on that falcon heavy is shaved to a level where if it was a car you'd think that it was a french made le car you know it's it, it's basically when the thing launches they start having to throttle back the engines because they can't let the g force build before above a certain level because mm-hmm. the whole thing will collapse like an empty aluminum can so I mean, the, 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 there's just you go a car, you you lose a cylinder, it sounds like hell. You pull over to the side of the road, you get a tow truck. 
you know, you lose a. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying is that there, there's safety yeah. margins. There's no, there. there's no tow trucks in space. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> there's no tow trucks in space, but and if a car was built to the same margin, if a if a cylinder went in your car, it would completely blow up and sh- spread shrapnel for a hundred yards, and they'd right. never find your body. Right. So basically, every single thing in this car has to is work load perfectly or is load bearing and it's going to work perfectly including the air conditioning or you're going to blow the whole thing up exactly and sometimes through no fault of your own it blows up anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and it's just yeah. a more comp it's a very very complicated enterprise and everything that you do or add to it increases the the the, the difficulty exponentially and they're running three separate rockets on launch with 27 separate engines and they make it look like oh no problem paper airplane time watch me (laughs) what's i guess this is a really basic question but what's different about spacex than everybody else whoa wouldn't we like to know an answer to that so we could bottle it yeah i do yeah i mean you have any you have any theories The only thing that I could throw out there, and this isn't really an answer, is that they managed to round up a lot of people that really, really, really are good and care about what they're doing. You know, it's just, but beyond that, I don't know how they filtered out the the dreamers from the doers. I don't know how they got the ones who actually can do, no idea, no idea. They may not know Hmm. themselves how they did it. (laughs) Yeah. So they're how, either how really do, lucky or good or both. That has Probably to be both. both. Has to be both. It's like the Spitfire. Is that how did Britain manage to build the Spitfire when they did? <laughs> you know, you know, pr- probably yeah. the iconic fighter plane. And yeah. you know, but uh, again, luck, skill, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd they do it? They don't know themselves. Hmm. Well, God love them. Keep going. <laughs> Oh, definitely, yeah. If they can just keep keep Elon Musk from being taken away in a white jacket, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's part of it. Is that you know, having a crazy person mm-hmm. leading you can be inspirational sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's like having Patton as your general. I mean, he's he's completely yeah. bug fucked, but you know, you, it, it does something to you to see him standing out there shooting at airplanes with a six shooter. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What other and uh, oh, either either one of you guys can answer this or what other companies or fields have we seen that have this level of success? I mean, I would I guess I would volunteer Apple with the iPhone where they've have, have a billion of these things made and just had exactly the right product at exactly the right time when everything came together. Very talented, very lucky. What, are there any other other examples recently, Dave? Oh, you just nailed the one that came you know immediately to mind for me. Yeah, the timing yeah. was amazing, and uh, yeah. boy, I'll have to th- even even Apple. I'm not Apple would be the the example, but even Apple, I'm not sure is quite the same thing because they've got you know you're talking about the phone. The phone is definitely you know the perfect product at the perfect time, mm-hmm. but you know. How it is the most are? successful community. It's the most successful consumer device ever. So I mean, yeah. but but pretty, they've got one pretty revolution. 
Yeah, Falcon, no, Falcon right now, well, or SpaceX right now, has gotten two, and they're working on three. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they've Apple's made ten different iPhones, but anyway. Yeah, but I, that, I take your point. Well, yeah, but that, the ten different iPhones is like the the various iterations of the Falcon. The Falcon Heavy, even though it looks like a Falcon, isn't a Falcon. It's it's a completely mm. new thing. You know, it's like phone and desktop computers. We're going to do that, and now we're working on cars. We're going to have the perfect car, maybe. You know, that's the Starship mm-hmm. thing. But if the Starship works to the level of the Falcon and the Falcon Heavy, you know, <laughs> the only people yeah. that are going in space besides SpaceX are going to be people funded by the government. You know, for the express right. purpose of not being SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're going to talk now from a wild success to the uh, Intelsat failure. Tell us about that, Carney. Yeah, Intelsat. Um, 29E, I think it is. Um, it looks like it blew up. <laughs> it, it, it had been up there in geostationary orbit for three years, and it, it started having problems. They suspected a fuel leak. They were trying to address it, and there's pictures on Ars Technica of, you know, basically a big cloud of vapor and debris. And this is like one of... There's been several geostationary satellites that have failed, and people are starting to wonder if there's something going on here, because if if enough of these things blow up and fill geostationary orbit with shrapnel, pretty soon we're not going to have communication satellites. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody really knows anything about it except that apparently the damn thing blew up. They don't know why. They don't know. You know, if the the local the string of failures has got some common denominator or just a you know coincidence or you know sloppy engineering or nobody knows. You know, but it's something to keep an eye out just because communication satellites are really, really important to modern life and well, you know, this is kind of worrisome to a lot of people. Is there any ch- I mean, I'll take put on my tinfoil hat. I mean, is there any chance that this was uh, human created issue uh, or, as in a foreign government hacking or yeah um, it's certainly possible anybody I mean both India and China have tested anti-satellite rockets and both of them have managed to fill up lower orbit with shrapnel with it so you know they, they've shown a fine disregard for long term consequences of their actions so is it possible? Yeah, but it's hard to find a motive for the particular targets. You know, mm. it's like, really? Why blow up an Intelsat? Unless, you know, somebody's got some anti-satellite weapon that's run amok. <laughs> but even that seems unlikely. It's possible, though, definitely. Well, now I'm hearing you say something that makes me hear the word it, plural. Was there more than one? More than one failure? Yes. Um Hang on, let me. I'm going to have to look up for this real quick. It's oh yeah, the 29E and the 33E. Okay, did they both yeah, that, fail recently? Like within the last? When did the 33 fail? Uh, that's a good question. Um, the the string of failures has been over the last few years or a couple of years. Let's see if they have okay. this. So not within the last week. Oh, no, no, no. It's nothing that, that... That would definitely be enemy action, either that or a shotgun swarm of meteors. Right. It's like, yeah, you have both of the Twin Towers falling on the same day, then you have... 
yeah. issues. But. Okay, here we go. Here we go. During the last two years, satellites such as the AMC-9, Telcom-1, Amos-5, UTELSAT-33B, b Echostar 3 and Galaxy-11 have all experienced orbit anomalies, is what they call. But since if they're hmm. knocked out of orbit, they can't do their jobs, that's not good. <laughs> so did this actually blow up, or is this just kind of knocked out of its orbit? Well, this one, it looks like flat out blew up after hmm. it, it was moving out of its orbit, which looks like a, a fuel leak of some kind, and the fuel leak didn't get better. <laughs> and then it blew up. Okay. Well, <laughs> but they don't it, know for sure. And I know they track, or they try to track all of the larger pieces of shrapnel that are in geosynchronous orbit. I mean, is it possible that it just got hit by something? It's definitely possible. That's one of the things they're looking into. They They just don't know. Yeah. You know, a micrometeorite might have hit it in an unfortunate location, say, and started the whole chain of events that happened. But right. people don't know, which is, you know, they don't yeah. know. <laughs> we don't know, so we don't know. And yeah, it well, sounds like context. we may not ever know, right? Possibly. I, th- I think they'll get some answers, though. What were you going to say, Dave? Well, just for context, I mean, I don't have a good understanding of how many of these devices are out there. And functional, is it 10 or 1,000? Ooh, I'm going to guess, I don't know, but I'm going to guess maybe three, 400. That may be on the high side, though. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if you lose three out of 10, uh, that's, you know, troublesome. You lose three out of 1,000, it's troublesome, but you kind of look past it. Yeah. Oh, wow, I was better than I thought. According to satellite signals, there are 402 satellites in geosynchronous orbit. There you go. More than I'm willing to uh, take responsibility for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like what uh, what we probably need. I haven't seen, has, has anybody been talking about a space Roomba? Oh, now we're talking, I like it. <laughs> Not yet, but that's, well... In a serious way, no, as in nobody's been willing, who has money, has been willing to talk about funding it. But it's a topic that's come up that sooner or later we're going to have to clear some of this crap out of, especially low Earth orbit. It's not geosynchronous that's the big problem because there's more space out there, but low Earth orbit is starting to become littered with just crap. And, yeah, there's been some talk about how in the hell do you get clean it up. Yeah, that's exactly the question I was just going to ask. Do tell. Well, no good answers. I mean, you'd have to send something up that would then have to chase down each individual piece because you can't you can't shoot the the pieces because then you just end up with more shrapnel. Right, right. <laughs> so you know that's where something like SpaceX makes this whole thing possible because if you've got a heavy enough lifter that's cheap enough, you know maybe you can get a bunch of microsats out there that can just track down individual pieces and then deorbit themselves. You know mm. that would be one solution to the problems. But, you know, it's it's going to take somebody spending some money to take care of it. I don't think that's going to happen until, you know, somebody loses a billion dollars, you know, spy satellite at a critical junction because it took a, a wing nut through, <laughs> through its power supply. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it probably took a long time for humans to realize they needed to pile all their garbage in one place instead of just leaving it outside their house. <laughs> so, so we need our inter, yeah. we need our interstellar garbage men yeah yeah all right wonderful well thank you for the updates that was uh super interesting um 
And I learned quite a bit. Thank you. Uh, now we're going to move on to our spoiler slot. We're going to talk about a couple movies uh, this week, Aquaman and uh, Captain Marvel, which we've some of us have seen. Who's I've seen this. Dave, have you seen these? either of these movies? I have not. Oh, excellent. Well, you'll be nice and spoiled then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah. And, and Carney, you Perhaps have seen we should seen freeze these. him quickly. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> We should put him in the lost city of Atlantis under the ocean. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's talk about Aquaman. I starring, like starring Jason Momoa. Recently out and of work of Nicole Game of Thrones. Kidman. And Nicole Kidman, yes. And Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, and so on. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, it, to me, it was a kind of a fluffy movie. You know, it wasn't... It wasn't super deep like some of the... Um, uh, I see what you did there. Ah, I didn't even realize I had done it. <laughs> <laughs> but it flowed oh. well. Okay, let's not do this. Oh, <laughs> it did. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, it was a fluffy kind of movie. It, it, you know, it was entertainment. It was well, well shot. I liked all the characters. You know, I liked... You, I, you know, you didn't need to to put too much thought into it. You know, you've, you've got a villain, you've got a motivation, you've got a hook for a sequel, you know, you've got lots of action, lots of pretty scenery, you know, so it's it's well worth seeing, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. I really liked it a lot. I thought uh, Momoa is very watchable. Could You know, he's he's great. And uh, yeah, and I, I really liked the nice, shiny uniform that he got at the end. <laughs> yes, I think we were discussing that. That he's probably one of the few people who can manage to redeem, you know, yeah. or I shouldn't say redeem, who can manage to wear the old style Aquaman suit and not have anybody laugh at him. No, because he looks he could, good on him. He, I think every he's one of those fuckers who everything looks good on. You know, it's just, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> burlap sack sure style item wow you really look good in that burlap sack (laughs) it really goes with your beard nicely done (laughs) okay (laughs) no i thought oh moving oh that's it that's all we got for aquaman oh my gosh no no i mean that's all i've got if you've got something i don't know go for it i got I don't know. It was cool. It was it was probably uh, one of the more enjoyable movies set underwater. Oh, I'd say it's the best movie set underwater, but Whoa. it was an enjoyable movie. I mean, I, I I'd know. go see a sequel. I'd go see a sequel, and I'm glad that it, they did it well. And I'm hoping that this means that we'll see, you know, a Justice League, another Justice League movie, because now you know we've got Wonder Woman, who's marketable. Aquaman is now marketable. Superman mm-hmm. is always mar- marketable. Batman <laughs> is always marketable. You know, you need a good story and you know something to hang together. But it's not like it's one tentpole and a bunch of scrubs that have got to be held up by one moneymaker. Yes, I think uh, I think DC has probably finally gotten some movies that are that well, it's uh, Aquaman is number 20 on the all-time uh yeah, yeah. grossing list, so they're definitely making some money with it. So there's I'm sure there's going to be a Aquaman 2 and and mm-hmm. uh no end to the DC DC movies. I know there's the new Joker movie which looks very interesting. Yes, I'll probably avoid that one. <laughs> Crazy psychopaths right. aren't quite my thing. <laughs> I love I love a good Joker story. 
it's 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 one of those for me it's one of those characters who i can just kind of turn off my uh critical thinking skills and and just kind of go with it it's kind of fun for me but i'm a little twisted as you both know (laughs) yes yes all right speaking of movies that made an incredible amount of money captain marvel Starring Brie Larson and uh, a de-aged Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, and oh, and one of my f- and one of my favorite villains, Ben Mendelsohn, who and the cat. Don't forget the cat. Oh, and the cat. What was the cat's name? The cat's name. Oh, I should know this. <laughs> the the cat at the very end, right? Well, he's, he's, well it was he's it was throughout the, the movie. End. Oh, yeah, he was really he was throughout the whole movie, wasn't he? It's been a couple weeks. Oh yeah, I mean, as soon as you see him up at the front, it, I love when he's just kind of hanging out at the in the front of the spaceship there, and he's got his little paw draped over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, Captain Marvel, uh, what was your uh, what were your initial uh, initial reactions to that? I thought it was absolutely great. I mean, I don't want to s- sound like you know. Uh, uh, a, a feminist action item, but it's nice to see a movie where you've got a, a great movie where the, the, you know, you don't, I don't even know where to start, but the, here's the thing is that this is like the, to me, the anti Pearl Harbor is that Pearl Harbor was a movie that had no reason to exist except to get a bunch of people <laughs> in a love triangle. Here you had people on screen who had a reason for being there and they weren't comic relief, they weren't love interest, you know, they were real people, mm-hmm. you know, in a situation doing stuff that was believable, the action was good, you know, the story hung together, you were interested in what was happening, and the tie in at the end, since this is a spoiler show, the tie in to the end to um the Avengers movie, I thought just nailed it. Oh yeah, totally. And I'm very much looking forward to the the next Avengers movie. Yes, and largely because of Captain Marvel. You know yeah. that that thing about where's Fury? Like, whoa, where she got brought? Hmm. Oh, not, I'm sorry to interrupt, but are, you're comparing this with Pearl Harbor the movie? <laughs> as, as the as the I was a little confused with opposite. that too. <laughs> okay, Pearl Harbor to me is the worst movie ever made. Oh, I see. You know, oh, it's, I don't, uh... it's absolutely horrible. They get absolutely not one fact right in the entire movie, and then on top of that, they throw in a love triangle. <laughs> you know, but come just... on, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> okay, well, they got we, that wrong we had... too. <laughs> we we listed what movies we were going to spoil, and Pearl Harbor wasn't one oh, of them. So. Damn it! <laughs> there was spoilers for a twenty-year-old. Oh, I'm movie. sorry. <laughs> I tell you what. Let me unspoil it for you. It's a great movie. Rent it. Go watch it. You'll enjoy it. Really, trust me. Well, and since it's not at all historically accurate, you never really know what's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, I beg to differ. I found it to be highly predictable. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Let's see, when was movie? A movie that's got fluff like that, that's right up my wife's alley, and after we dragged ourselves out of that movie, she, her reaction was kind of like, that That wasn't <laughs> a good movie, was it? <laughs> yeah, even she sensed there was something wrong with it. Yeah, no, that was a terrible movie. Awful, so. terrible, very bad, no good movie. Yeah. Well, I guess my point with Pearl Harbor, though, was is that the female lead was thrown in there for no other reason than to have a female. Oh, right. 
Yeah. You know, Brie Larson is not in Captain Marvel to throw a female in there. Is that yeah, Captain, well. you know, you know, it could it could have been a male player a pl- uh, actor and it would have been a great movie, but it was a great movie with Brie Larson in it. And maybe even a better movie because of that. Yeah, I actually I think it kind of was cuz that it in some ways for me it kind of just feels better than I mean we were we were talking about this before we started recording. Only seven of the top fifty highest grossing films have, including uh, Captain Marvel, have female protagonists. And by some definition of protagonist, but, well, yeah, I mean, there's like the Star Wars movies. You could argue other ways, but um, but it's just like it's refreshing. It's like, oh, this yes, is interesting. Yes. It's like there's so many stories that have been told from a male perspective. They're stale. It's like. Look at all these great stories we can tell now from a totally different way of looking at it. Oh, this is kind of awesome. It's a new thing, isn't it wonderful? And it is wonderful. So, I don't I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't moving on. <laughs> moving, moving on. All right. Uh any more thoughts about Captain Marvel? Let's go to uh, uh I like to do star ratings on the movies as regular listeners of the show Dino podcast know. Uh, we rate them from uh, four stars down to bomb, which is a one-star movie is a bomb. Um, I'm going to give Aquaman three stars, and I would give Captain Marvel three and a half stars. Carney, what do you think? Uh, if you're allowed to give halves, I would bump both of them up half a star. I would give Captain Marvel a four. I mean, Ooh, it's it's wow. really that good. It's It's something that I would unhesitatingly say, go see. Take your kids to go see. Take your daughter. Take your son. You know, yeah. go see it with your parents. Anybody can go see it. Can have a good time. It's a good movie. Um, Aquaman. Maybe it only gets three stars, but a three stars with the it's fun. It's not yeah. deep, but it's fun. Yeah. And in my book, anything above three three stars and above is something you should go watch. Two and a half and below is not my my the the my other. The co-host of the Show Dino podcast, Ben, um, he likes to say he'll 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 recommend people go see a two and a half star movie. But anyway, so yeah, so they're both good. Go see them. And if you've been listening to this whole thing, we just spoiled a lot of stuff. So sorry about that. Including Pearl Harbor. Including there, Pearl Harbor. It came pre-spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took about four years to make up for Pearl Harbor. All right, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, only that stinker could possibly have spoilers for a historical event because it doesn't follow the historical event. That's right. All right, that was fun. Thanks. Uh, let's talk about what's been good this fortnight. I will start while you guys uh, work up a good excuse for why you have nothing good this fortnight. Um, I'm gonna. St- Go with uh, a show I just finished, just actually watched with my wife about an hour ago. Uh, Star Trek Discovery has been just on a tear this season. They've done thirteen episodes so far. Uh, they've all been good, and a couple of them have been great. And even the worst, and you know, there's usually a clunker or two, but even the clunkers this year really haven't been clunkers. They've been. All three stars and above, as far as I'm concerned. And it's uh, got two episodes left. Um, so if you want to, now would be a good time to subscribe to 
uh, get your free get your free month of CBS All Access and and watch season one and season two within the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's really good. And have you guys seen any of the Star Trek Discovery? I have not. And I'm ashamed to say, but it sounds like I need to. Yep, I'm caught up on uh, one and two, and uh, my plan was to watch or you know resubscribe when three was available, so I could watch it all in kind of a run. Oh, so you're caught up on... Well, this is season two that's on right now. And that sound, ladies and gentlemen, was Dave's head exploding. <laughs> I guess the uh, season was longer than I... I swear it was two seasons long. They okay. did have a break in the first season. So there was like a month or so that they took off. Okay. Well, yeah, I... Uh, I am going to wait until they're done putting them out, and I'll spend a month watching. But yeah. I did very much enjoy. I very much enjoyed what I saw, uh, without regard to the seasonal numbers. Okay, excellent. Well, good. So, uh, what's been good for you this fortnight, Carney? Oh, I've been enjoying the beatings I get for not having something good. <laughs> That's what you wanted me to say, right? Yes, yes. I'm put that down <laughs> okay, here. Got, got beatings. <laughs> We'll continue for until morale improves. Yes, exactly. For having <laughs> nothing good. All right. Got that recorded? Excellent. Well, you're going on vacation. So, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to mention that. Excuse me. Dave, what's been good for you this week? <laughs> well, I'd like to twist it a little bit and offer our listeners a, a time-saving tip. I mean, I know we were all making apparently making fun of them of a movie from 2001. Um, but oh, we, we just got done watching a series from 2003 called Carnival from you know, an HBO series. And it's really highly rated and seems like it has potential. And then it's done and you're, you know, th 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 apparently it got canceled without uh, a lot of oh. there was so many threads running so many po so much possibility uh just save your time don't watch it because it's not really worth the time wow. yeah don't you hate that when stuff just dies in the middle yeah there were so many things going on it was always a little slow moving but if it had gotten to the finish line i would have been happy with the turtle but the turtle got shot <laughs> 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 All right. Words of warning. Carnival. Carnival. Is that spelled Car like carnival? Sort of, except there's like an umlaut or something okay. over one of the letters. <laughs> um HBO Carnival. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Google will uh, fill it out for you. All right. Excellent. Well, that's fun. All right, cool. So we will avoid that. All right, last call. Anybody else have anything to say tonight? Yep, we're up to 34 minutes and 57 seconds. We're up to 34 minutes. Holy cow, what a great recording we've had tonight. All right, I will accept I will uh I will accept a motion to adjourn. So moved. <laughs> All right, it's been moved without objection. We are adjourned. Thanks everybody. Uh, if you want to contact us, we are at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter or dedicatednerds at gmail.com or visit us at dedicatednerds.net. Thank you, Dave. Have a good evening. Well, thank you, and uh, appreciate everyone's support. And Carney, thank you very much. You're welcome, and I'm glad to do this with you guys. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.